0: Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi sahbihi wa ala a'ma ba'd, as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh How are things? Alhamdulillah So, inshallah ta'ala, we are going to continue with ayah number 6 in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ba'd, a'udhu billahi min shaytanu rajeem Ya eyyuhal insanu maa gharraka bi rabbika al-kareem O mankind or it could also be translated as O human being What has deceived you concerning your Lord, the most generous? So Lord, insan, here, coming from uns, which means affection, could be, I mean, the the whole theme of it is what? That you're forgetting Allah Ta'ala. So why is Allah Ta'ala calling us insan? Perhaps it's because we are people of affection, and therefore we get distracted by the things that we develop an affection for. That could be one perspective. But a more obvious and more straightforward perspective would be that Insan, coming from the root verb nasiya. Nasiya means to forget. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Oh, human being, you forgetful human being, what has deluded you or what has made you forget about your Lord the Most Generous? So these are different perspectives. Now, the fact of the matter is that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala doesn't send revelation. Allah Ta'ala does not send speech to plants or animals or any sort of innate objects. Uh, excuse me, uh, any, any sort of inanimate objects. Uh, uh, however, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala does send uh, revelation to human beings and he is addressing us human beings directly and this is an honor for the human being because he's speaking to us and he's speaking to our humanity and this is a very powerful question and it's interesting that it parallels a very similar question in the previous surah we know that this surah is surah number 82 uh, surah 81, the previous surah was what? Uh, surah uh, at takwir, which we're gonna look at inshallah soon and near the end of it Allah Subh'ala says what? Haboon, Where are you going? So subhanAllah, both of these surahs they have these very, very simple and yet powerful questions. And right after that, Allah Ta'ala then reminds us that this Quran is a, is a reminder to all the worlds. And so the previous surah ha- is addressing the disbelievers, their neglect of the Quran, and yet now in this surah, Allah Ta'ala cuts right to the heart of the matter and says, Why are you neg- neglecting Allah Himself? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's very, very powerful you see the continuity between the two. Now Allah says, What? What has, you could say, deceived you? غَرَّ ghururan means what? To deceive, mislead, delude, dazzle, blind. It could can, can be to con somebody and so forth. Uh, and so you have this, but then Allah says what? غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ Of your master, of your Lord, who is the most generous. There's a very sh- strong shift in tone here. There's a sharp contrast going on between the above-mentioned ayat, the first five ayat, which were a very frightening scene of Judgment Day, Right, a very scary scene of the whole world coming apart, and then one verse about self-reflection. You know what you put forward, and you know what you left behind. You know what you were cheap about, and so you know you're kind of checking your own uh, generosity and you're the level of your own stinginess. And then after this, Allah Taala followed by an invitation, a very warm invitation, a very kind description of Himself, Rabbikal Karim, this most generous Master. What is the lesson here? You may not always have been generous yourself, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always generous to those who turn to Him. This is one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it. Tomorrow can be a disaster. That's what's going to happen, and eventually we're all going to face disaster. Everybody passes away. So tomorrow can be a disaster, but it doesn't have to be, not if you start to prepare today. Turn back to Allah today, and he will be be with you tomorrow. That is a very powerful message being taught here. Yes, your life is going to come apart, things are going to fall apart, but ultimately, and, and some people ask this question, why? Why should it all end? Why should it all come apart? I mean, why did God create me to enjoy this beautiful life just so he could take it away from me? Did his generosity end? Did, did he run out of generosity? What's going on here? I thought he was kareem. What happened to that? So Allah Ta'ala is saying, yes, everything's going to come apart. Everything's going to fall apart. Your life is going to come apart. However, that doesn't mean that my generosity ended. Rather, if Allah Ta'ala blessed us with existence, but our lives and this whole universe does will come to an end, does that mean that his generosity ran out? The answer is, Allah's gener- generosity never runs out, uh, uh, but... We need to get close to Allah Ta'ala in this life and he will be with you in the afterlife. So this is the different ways of looking at it. Rabbika. رَب means master or lord and it necessitates a relationship because the antonym of a Rab is an Abd. So Allah Ta'ala is speaking to the insan in such a way where he's reminding him of his ubudiyah of his, how he is enslaved to Allah Ta'ala, how he is a servant of Allah. And then of course we have to remember that the word كريم, the word Karim means two things. It means generous, but it also means noble. And this is because, in the mind of the Arabs, in the Arabic language, the concept of generosity and nobility have to go hand in hand. If you're a generous person, then you are, by definition, a noble person. If you're a noble person, you must be generous. The idea of separating these two cannot be separated. That's why they're both both represented in this word, kareem. So the word kareem means the most noble and the most generous. People people often will take advantage of a generous person, mistaking their kindness for weakness, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, yes, uh, generous but he's also noble and nobility doesn't accept being mistreated hence why the surah ends with a description of hellfire yes I am generous but you cannot mistake my kindness for weakness I will be generous to you but you have to respect that you cannot simply take and take and take and disrespect me at the same time that is not uh, a sign of nobility and Allah is too noble to allow something like that to happen so yes and another way of looking at this question is why, ha- why do you have such wishful thinking about Allah without honoring that positivity with some sort of rightful action—that's another way of looking at it. There are many ayat that talk about this hurur, this deception. Allah Taala says, dunya." <speaking in Hebrew> that those who took their religion as a distraction and amusement, and whom the worldly life deluded them, don't be deluded by this dunya. Allah Taala says, <speaking in Hebrew> That uh, don't let this worldly life delude you, and do not be deceived. By, uh, about Allah subhanahu wa taala by the deceiver, al haru the deceiver. This is most often referred to, uh, referring to what? Who? A shaitan And Allah subhanahu wa taala also says, uh, yuna- uh, 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 ma'akum. Bala, wa It's a very, very powerful scene which Allah wa taala describes in Surah Al-Hadid, where you have the hypocrites calling out to the believers. You see that they have been separated, and the hypocrites are saying, "Hey, we were Muslim too, right?" We, even though they're munafiqeen, they're saying, "Hey, we were Muslims too. We were with you, weren't we?" So the, the hypocrites they will they will call out, "Weren't we with you?" Alamakum ma'akum, Weren't we with you? And so qalu they will say, yes." Uh, but you used to afflict yourselves with trials. You used to d- fall deep into different afflictions of trials. Watarab uh, and you used to wait for misfortune to fall us, or you used to just you know delay, delay. War and you used to doubt. الاماني, and wishful thinking deluded you. So, another thing that can delude you is not just this dunya, not just shaitan, but also wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. That, oh yeah, I've done enough. Oh, Allah ghafur raheem. Who cares? I can do whatever I want. I miss my salah, that's okay. Allah ghafur rahim. I don't have to fast. Allah ghafur rahim. Look, yes, of course, Allah ta'ala is ghafur and Rahim. Allah ta'ala is the most forgiving and the most merciful. But that doesn't mean that you take advantage of that and then have this concept of amani where you are disrespectful with that uh, concept. And another theme that's in the surah is what? It's not too late. The fact is, yes, the world's going to come apart. Yes, we're all going to die. But Allah Ta'ala is saying, you are still alive now, aren't you? So don't be distracted from your generous Lord. And so it's not too late. That's kind of the idea here, that after seeing this incredible scene where everything's falling apart and you think, oh my goodness, how am I going to handle... Or, how, how can I possibly stand such a, such a dreadful day? Allah is saying, You're not there yet, and you still have a chance to remember your generous Lord, so it's not too late. This is very similar to the ayah. <laughs> oh, say, O oh my servants who have transgressed against themselves by sinning, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. And Allah goes on to say, Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. So, Alhamdulillah, it's not too late. Now, what are we being distracted by? That's a big question. What are we being distracted by? And in the question, you see that the answer is sort of implicitly there. Allah Ta'ala is mentioning that he is Al-Karim because of his generosity. And what that implies is that we are shown lots and lots of blessings. And that can be, unfortunately, the downfall. The fact of the matter is, blessings are great if they remind you of who the blesser was, right? (laughs) Uh, The ni'mah is good if you remember who is al-mun'im, who is the blesser, who is the one giving the blessings, where did it come from? If you allow yourself to become distracted and consumed completely by the blessing itself and forget about the one who gave it to you, then that is the problem. And Allah Ta'ala gives us chances. Allah Ta'ala gives us chances because he is al-saboor and he is al-halim. Allah Ta'ala is forbearing and patient. Now, in terms of the cause of revelation, it seems to be right along these lines. It seems that Al-Kalbi uh, and Al-Muqatil, uh, they say what? نَزَلَتْ فِي أَبِي الشَّرِيحِ That this ayah came down with because of a person named Abu Abu sharih What did he do? He struck the Prophet and wasn't killed immediately. Like Allah Ta'ala didn't like, strike him with lightning or something like this, you know, uh, swallowed up by the earth or animals attack him or heart attack, nothing. He just got away with it. هذه, هذه then Allah Ta'ala is basically saying, What what has deceived you from your generous Lord who overlooked you by not punishing you immediately for your disbelief, for uh, you know, your evil deed of striking the Prophet so this goes to show that this can happen to us too. Of course, alhamdulillah, we're never going to do something that evil, inshallah, but uh, uh, inshallah ta'ala. However, still the fact of the matter is sometimes you can do something evil and then you say, hey, my car didn't break down. I didn't get sick. You know, family's still okay. Khalas, maybe I can do it again. And this is uh, unfortunately uh, being deceived. Qatada says, shaitan deceives a person who thinks that because they got away with an evil one time, therefore they will never be punished. This is deception. As-Suddi says, what? Allah's mercy deceives him to think that he can continue on an evil path. So you see, all of this theme is similar. Ibn Mas'ud says, each person will be alone with Allah Ta'ala and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala will ask them, Ya ibn Adam, O son of Adam, ma Kabi, what has deceived you or deluded you or distracted you from me? Yabna Adam, O son of Adam, ماذا عملت فيما عَلِمْتَ What did you do with what you knew? So you had knowledge, didn't you? What did you do with it? Yabna Adam, O son of Adam, ماذا أجبت المرسلين? O son of Adam, how did you respond to the messengers? How did you respond to the messenger? This is Ibn Mas'ud's perspective on this ayah. That these are the questions that are going to be personally asked between Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and His slaves. Furthermore, some scholars they say that when the slave will be asked this question that perhaps he'll be coaxed to respond and say karamul Karim." I was deceived by the generosity of the most generous In other words, Ya Allah, you know how I got distracted because you're so generous you didn't take me to account immediately you're so generous that you gave me all these blessings Ya Allah, like, it's almost saying it's almost a compliment, even though you know I mean, it is a compliment you know that you're being, you're on the, you know, you're in a bad spot you're being accused and so you're saying Ya Allah, I'm appealing to your mercy that's how I was deceived, you're just too merciful to me And I took advantage of that, unfortunately Al-Fudayl ibn Iyadi has a similar perspective He was once asked, what if you're asked this question Of this, this, of this ayah And then he responded He said, I'd say Your abundant covering deceived me The fact that, ya Allah, you gave me This sutur, this covering You always covered my sins, this is what de- deceived me that uh, it's from Allah's generosity that he doesn't expose us every time we do something wicked. Otherwise, we would never want to look at one another. SubhanAllah. Another perspective is that if Allah Taala is so generous, yet you've managed to go beyond his generosity, how bad did you go? I mean, subhanAllah, think about how abundant Allah's generosity and mercy is, the fact that the disbeliever can somehow turn away from that and not take advantage of that and go beyond. SubhanAllah, what does it say? You must have strayed remarkably far. There's a very beautiful Arabic proverb that says what? halim That fear the anger of the patient person when he gets angry. In other words, if you manage... I've seen this before. I remember one of my friends one time, very patient guy. <laughs> and he's very calm. He's always a very sweet, calm guy. And I remember one time, it was back in high school, somebody bugged him so much and he just... He got so angry they started punching the lockers like really hard and everyone was like subhanAllah like like you really pushed it too far man if you got him to like you bug everybody but the fact that you bugged this guy this much wow now you know you've gone overboard uh so yeah i never i don't know why that image is burned in my mind where this sweet calm guy is just wailing <laughs> so hard on the lockers so subhanAllah you just don't forget that yes and of course we should remember that a question demands an answer a question demands an answer so let's ask ourselves what are the top distractions that prevent us from improving our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what made you think that we are safe from Allah's punishment that could at any time come may Allah protect us then Allah says alladhi fasawaka who created you he portioned you and he balanced you these ayat are this this ayat truly remarkable look at the continu- uh, these three ayat in a row they're subhanallah as a package they're so amazing so the first thing we want to note is what الَّذِي خلاقك, The one who created you فَسَوَّاكَ He portioned you فعدلك, Another reading is فَعَدَّ it's It's emphatic but it has generally the same meaning. So by joining Allah Ta'ala's karama, Him being karim and then in the next ayah mentioning creation this in and of itself is a very powerful message. A message that comes elsewhere in Surah uh, Isra Surah 17 Ayah number 70 where Allah is saying that a manifestation of my generosity is the fact that you even exist. That's, but let's start there basically. So yeah, uh, Allah Ta'ala's generosity is primarily being showcased by your existence in and of itself Cle- Clearly you didn't make yourself, that is a good starting point point. And another way of saying it is what? Do you want to wake, if you want to wake somebody up from their غرق, ما غرك, From your gharur, From your deception or hur, How do you wake somebody up from their distraction? By asking them a very simple point Or reminding them that they are Allah's creation and that he fashioned them with all of their skills, with all of their best qualities, with all of their beauty, with all of their talent, with all of their potential, with all of their humor, with all of their charm. When you remind them of this, eventually the person says, subhanAllah, what is distracting me from Allah? You know? So subhanAllah, this, the combination of these two ayat, you really see that the solution is right in front of you. Then you have, sawwaka, sawwaka could be to understood, understood as what he fine-tuned you. And then, adalaka could mean to balance you. We uh, physically walk upright, that's another adalaka, some scholars say the fact that we Uh, have balance, the fact that we walk upright due to our balance, Uh, we have a balanced sense of morality and judgment as opposed to other creatures, they just do whatever is on impulse, they don't think about like, is this the right thing to do, is this the wrong thing to do, you know like if you step on the tail of some animal it'll whip around and bite you, it's not going to think like, I don't know maybe you made a mistake, like, they don't care, it's instinct right, so subhanAllah, we have this concept of uh, morality and we weigh ourselves and what we do constantly, and furthermore, Allah Ta'ala will balance us on judgment day, we have this of reward and punishment system, uh, of course, to those who deserve it, and of course, this is a very powerful ayah in terms of what teaching us to take our time. We know that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, in multiple instances in the Quran, talks about how He made the earth in six days, sitati ayamin, that He created this universe in six days. Uh, uh, Allah Taala talks about that in multiple locations, and people often ask why. Just why not just say, be and it is kun fayakun, right? And you often find that the tafsir of this is that Allah is showing us take your time with important things even if you can do it fast that doesn't mean you should do it fast Allah is saying I even took my time in stages and so in the same way Allah is saying what? that I made you in these I, I developed you in these different st- stages Allah could have made us instantaneously but he describes which could be a reference to the inception of the sperm and the egg could be the development in the, in the womb and then could mean to be born and then to learn to walk upright and so on and so forth, to learn right from wrong and be an, uh, an or just person That's one perspective Another perspective is is referring to what? Creating the materials, right? The fact is we have the, you know, the actual flesh before we actually were assembled as people there was just the actual uh, uh, material itself that's one. Sawa is the design of a human being, and it could be a reference to our bilateral, you know how, we're, you, know how you can draw a line down us, we have one eye here, one eye here, and you know, teeth are, everything's symmetrical, arms and legs, everything, everything's symmetrical, you can just draw a line down us, that's called bilateral symmetry. So, sawwa is often a reference to that balance. And then, of course, adala means to walk upright, to be dignified, to be moral, and to be unlike animals. So, subhanAllah, these are the stages that Allah Ta'ala developed us through notice how he how uh, the intro to the surah talks about the universe losing its uniformity why to make you appreciate that right now it is uniform right think about it not this universe doesn't have to make sense theoretically we could exist in a universe where things don't make sense right uh, who made the universe so stable, so consistent, so dependable? This is, in fact, I would say my favorite quote from Einstein. Wallahu I, Adam, I just, I love this quote, and I've repeated it multiple times, but you're probably going to hear me say it many more times again. Memorize this quote from Einstein because it's beautiful. The most incomprehensible thing about the universe is that it is comprehensible. That is such a deep statement. That is such a powerful statement. The most incomprehensible thing about the universe is that it's comprehensible. Why is it that things should make sense? Why is it that 2 plus 2 always equals 4? Why? Why should it be that way? Why should things make sense? And why should we be able to make sense of things? SubhanAllah, this in and of itself, the more you think about it, the more you realize that things could have been differently. Things could have not made sense. Things, there could, first of all, there could have been nothing. And there could have been something, and it could have just been nonsensical, just chaos. right? And Allah Ta'ala is describing this scene, that you're going to see a time where the sky is ripping, where things are just completely chaotic, where everything is falling apart, where the laws of the universe don't make any sense anymore. You're going to witness that moment, and when you do, you're going to say, man, things used to make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, how, did, how was I deceived? Every day, sun comes up, the sun goes down, and you know, the earth is constantly turning, and you know, subhanAllah, you know, there's clouds go up and they rain down upon us. So, so many blessings. There was so much uniformity and consistency. And then you take it for granted and you forget about it. And then when things fall apart, that's when you realize, how could I have been deluded from this generous Lord? And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can create such a precise universe, and then He can destroy it, what makes you think that you're so special because you're so well-designed that you can never be held ac- accountable for your crimes and you can never be destroyed? This is the problem. We such, see such a uniform universe and we think, oh, this is, everything works this way, it'll never change. No, Allah is saying, I will rip this whole thing to shreds. And you, so beautifully, delicately balanced and fine and fabulous, you can get ripped up too. Don't worry, you can all break down and fall apart as well so it's a very very powerful reminder last ayah inshallah ta'ala then Allah says in whatever form he willed has he assembled you Allah ta'ala has assembled you in whatever form he wanted to so Allah ta'ala decides whether you look like your mother or whether you look like your father whether you look like your uncle or your aunt or your grandmother or your grandfather etc he assembles you any way he wishes and subhanallah think about this Allah Ta'ala could have made us like, you know, I don't know, iPhones or something. You know, just just like a printing, you know, just we could have all been looking the exact same. The fact that Allah Ta'ala made you look unique, how beautiful is that? Right? This idea that Allah Ta'ala gives you this un- uniqueness. The fact that Allah Ta'ala gives you a special look and a special style and a special walk and everything about you is special. SubhanAllah. It's very uh, remarkable that he's saying, suratin ma sha'a I assembled you however I wanted to. SubhanAllah. Goes to show that Allah Ta'ala spent care and, 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 and there's a certain level of love and there's a certain level of attention here, subhanAllah. Abu Salih says what? Allah chooses whether to make you a person or an animal or whatever else he wishes. In other words, Allah Ta'ala chose you to be a human being that has this opportunity to obey Allah Ta'ala and get to paradise. This is a blessing. Think of how many systems that the human being has assembled, right? he assembled you. Well, we have these harmonious systems working within us. I've mentioned this many times as well. Uh, The 11 systems, this is what I found online. Maybe some doctors can help me out and maybe correct me. But the 11 systems, I mean, we don't think about these things. These things are working in such harmony that you don't even think about it. Nervous system, digestive system, reproductive system, circulatory system, respiratory system, uh, integumentary system, I apologize for my... uh, Skeletal, muscular, lymphatic... uh, and uh, endocrine and urinary. Subhanallah, eleven different systems, just swimmingly going along. You don't even think about it. You know, you're not thinking to yourself. Oh man, I better make sure this works so I can feed that one, and so I can help that one, and build up that one. You don't think about nothing. It's just such incredible uh, consistency and symmetry, and everything's just flowing beautifully. You don't even think about it. Subhanallah, how can you uh, uh, not pay more attention? So we should always remember not to insult somebody's looks. Yes, you can tell somebody that they're wrong in terms of their behavior. Absolutely, that's necessary when people behave badly. But to insult somebody the way they look, we should remember that when, we, when, we, uh, uh, when uh, uh, the, the mocker um, makes fun of somebody's physical features, they aren't mocking the person because that person hasn't chosen the way they look. They didn't fashion themselves. Rather, they're mocking the fashioner, المصور, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who says what? I'm the one who fashioned you, so subhanAllah, be very cautious oh, you know, your eyes are like this your nose is like that, your face is like that, okay or racism, you know, your skin color, this, that, or the other okay, so who are you making fun of, me? I didn't choose this, right, you didn't choose you, nobody chose anybody so what are you really? What are you making fun of? you're making fun of Allah Ta'ala, the one who made the diversity amongst us, okay, that's enjoy, you know, like, be, be cautious, be careful who you mess with, you know uh, 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 you're not messing with me, you're messing with somebody else, subhanAllah this is a very, very powerful question that we should think about this is so powerful, please, think about this if you don't get anything else, isn't it Remarkable, that we could have been, been mass-produced by the same model yet Allah Ta'ala con, uh, constructed us each uniquely Now here's the point What is your unique relationship with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala? That's the question If Allah Ta'ala made each and every single one of you unique He didn't make us like mass-production, just everybody looking the exact same He made you unique to yourself So the big question you have to ask yourself is what? If Allah Ta'ala made me unique What is my unique relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Very, very powerful point. And the final point that I'll make for this ayah, and the final point, inshallah ta'ala, is what? The fact that Allah ta'ala organizes this chaos. How did Allah ta'ala assemble us? With a soul that came from the sky above. We know this. The ruh comes from the sky above. The water of the oceans. Our bodies are made up of water, mostly. And then what? Of dirt, of the earth, right? So these three components. The earth's surface is about 30% land, and about 70% water, and our bodies are very similar in that ratio. Right? That goes to show that we're, we belong on this planet. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Our bodies reflect that similar ratio of roughly 30 and 70, uh, give or take. And the sky above us is limitless, just like our soul's capacity for good and evil. Right? Yes, you're physically capable of only doing so much, but in terms of how much you intend and how evil and corrupt you can become... You can become the worst of the worst You can become Fir'aun You can become even, even worse than him With your evil And you can become the best of the best it's To the point that the mala'ika want to make, Have to make sajda and prostrate and Out of respect for you So now, imagine this On judgment day You're witnessing what? The sky above is being torn The oceans are on fire Or dried up Or boiling over Or however we can interpret it As we talked about The earth is vomiting out its contents So the three things that you're made of You're seeing all of them Just go completely berserk SubhanAllah Allah, only Allah subhanahu could bring all this together so meticulously to put me and you together and yet I never cared to get to know who he is I ignored him and now it's too late now that the earth is completely chaotic now that the sky is chaotic now the oceans are chaotic now I'm thinking about the fact that hey wasn't I assembled from all this from all, from all these components subhanallah and now is it too late a'udhu may Allah protect us so inshallah I hope we can appreciate these ayat I thought this was such a such a powerful reminder. These ayat, these three especially, like this is the center, like the, the core of the surah. So inshallah ta'ala, hopefully we'll be able to finish off this surah next week. Barakallahu feekum, wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.